welcome to That's So Chronic with me, Jess Bryan. On the final Tuesday of every month, we take a break from regular patient interviews to share a That's So dot 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 episode. It's a chance to break down a piece of content that's in our That's So Chronic world, like a book, a film, a podcast, literally anything and everything. And today we're discussing the feature documentary, Designer Shit. If you've been following me on Instagram, either on my personal Jess Bryan with four S's account or over on That's So Chronic, you'll know that I am obsessed with documentaries. For the last three years, I've been watching 52 a year. And if it wasn't for my recent love of documentaries, I don't know if this podcast would be here. So all of this is to say that I absolutely love them. And so you can imagine my excitement when I saw that there was a new documentary being released by filmmaker Saffron Cassidy all about her experience of living with the inflammatory bowel disease ulcerative colitis and the journey that she went on of learning more about and trying for herself FMT or Fecal Microbiota Transplantation. Here's a snippet from the trailer. I knew you were the one for me. So, would you make me the happiest girl in the world and be my poo donor? You want some shit? I'll give you some shit, buddy. You'll be my stool yeah. donor? I have to go back to the beginning of the story. This is my life with colitis, an autoimmune disease that attacks the colon. Each year it gets worse and there's no cure. Or is there? Fecal microbiota transplant. Taking healthy poop and putting it into the butt of a sick patient. So... What what in the butt? You put the poop up the butt. I said what what in the butt? I mean... Yep. Okay. While this idea totally grossed me out at first. The film is set to be released on November 14 and I was lucky enough to catch an advanced screening ahead of this. Now, I won't lie, I was super nervous because I wasn't sure what my reaction was going to be actually seeing FMT happen on my screen because I've only read about it previously. I didn't need to worry though because the doc was incredible and it was really nicely put together and really informative. There's a great mix between personal experiences, scientific information, interviews with specialists and honest reactions from everybody involved. You can find out more information about the doc over on designershitdocumentary.com. But for now, here's an interview with director and star of the film, Saffron, where we chat about her experience of not only living with UC and going through FMT for herself, but the process of recording it all at the same time. I love documentaries. I am obsessed with them. So this is like personally very exciting for me. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks so much. I'm so excited to chat with you too. Now, you are a filmmaker, an actor, a director. Like I mentioned before, your most recent feature documentary, Designer Shit, has just premiered and is about to be released at the end of November. But... You are also living with a diagnosis of ulcerative colitis, or UC, which is, of course, I'm sure a lot of people listening 
are aware, but it is an inflammatory bowel disease. I'm really interested in how this diagnosis entered your life or or when this diagnosis started for you, because I think that will provide a bit of context for where you are at when we as the audience join you at the beginning of the film? Yeah, so I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was about 21 years old. I'm in my mid-30s now, so that was 15 years ago. I had had no health problems before. I didn't even have like IBS or food intolerances and just out of nowhere one day I started having these really weird symptoms. Yeah, so um, I got a colonoscopy was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And um, at that time, I think I was really naive. I was 21 years old and thought that I was invincible and had a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that I could have a chronic illness. So I just thought, like my doctor prescribed me medication. And I was like, okay, so how long do I take this for? Like, when am I done? And he's like, no, you you just take this. (laughs) Like, this is just like what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I was like, Uh, I think that's for some people, but for me, I think I'm going to be good in like a month or two. Yeah. But the medication worked at first, uh, and then slowly over time, it stopped being as effective. So, yeah, as time went on, I was always kind of trying different diets and adding in steroids and all these kinds of things. And after about 10 years, I really reached a breaking point where I felt like, I was doing so much and finding so little relief that I was looking for something new. And colitis is so full on. I've got a few people in my personal life that are also going through living with UC and also people that I've interviewed for the podcast. And I think like knowing what I know about it, that's what was so shocking watching the beginning of the film when the specialist was like, oh, it doesn't really impair your life or or I kind of I wrote down exactly what they said but yeah I was just like we literally just saw a scene where you were almost shitting yourself in the car (laughs) and it's like yeah it was it was really fascinating and really interesting yeah when I was diagnosed my condition was mild um, and Mm. then it progressed to moderate so you know even at my worst I had moderate ulcerative colitis so I guess to my specialist who saw people who had severe ulcerative colitis who were frequently hospitalized I wasn't that bad Um, yeah but the truth is it was affecting every day of my life speaking of, of your specialist how did they feel when you were like right I'm making a documentary and you started filming some of your appointments because I was trying to think about what my specialist would think or my GP. And I was so curious as to how you navigated that. I, yeah, I mean, he knew that I was a filmmaker. Yeah. When I asked him if I could film one of our appointments for a documentary that I was working on, I think he just thought it was like, yeah. He he said yes, he didn't care. I think he thought it was kind of cool or fun, but <laughs> yeah. he still hasn't seen the film. I invited him to the premiere and he just unfortunately couldn't make it. So okay. I have to get him a copy, but uh, he seems actually pretty excited about being featured in the film. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. So good. Yeah. Like you mentioned, you, in after 10 years, reached a bit of a breaking point. Is that when you discovered FMT? Yeah, I had heard about FMT or fecal transplant I'd heard about it probably around the time I was diagnosed. Like I had been following it for about 10 years. Okay. And I always kind of thought that's interesting. 
it's not something I really want to do. I knew that there were a lot of roadblocks to getting access to it. Mm-hmm. So it was never my first choice, but it was something I was always keeping my eye on. And it was after 10 years that I kind of circled back to it and thought, maybe now is the time that I start looking into this a bit more seriously. Yeah, and where do you even start? <laughs> well, I was really lucky. I, I happened to meet somebody who had done fecal transplant himself, DIY okay. style. He's featured in the film. His name is Charlie. Mm-hmm. He was really sick with uh, Crohn's colitis. And his mother did some research on fecal transplant and decided to, they would do it themselves. She would be his donor. They did it at home and they had miraculous results. Now, not everybody has those kinds of miraculous results. And I was very aware of that going into this, yeah. but... Just hearing his story firsthand and knowing that he had gone from being so sick to being completely symptom-free for now he's going on like 11 years of no symptoms and no medication. Sometimes when you're just suffering so badly, you need to hear the firsthand experience of somebody who has made it out the other side just to give you a bit of hope. And that's what I needed in that moment. And it kind of gave me the boost I needed to try it. Yeah. If someone's listening to this episode and they're like, whoa, 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 hold up a second. Fecal transplant. What are we talking about here? How would you describe it to them if someone's never heard about this before? So fecal transplant is a procedure where you take stool from a healthy donor and you implant it into the gut of a sick patient. Um, And this is traditionally done via enema or colonoscopy. So you would take the whole stool the natural product, then you put it in a blender with some saline solution to make a slurry and it's inserted rectally. These days there are some pills coming out that are a bit more refined where, you know, you can distill it down to just the bacterial spores Mm. and put it in a capsule. So we are kind of moving toward that method. But when I did it, that wasn't available. So I did it. The blender method. (laughs) So what inspired you? Like, can you remember the moment when you thought, I'm going to make a documentary about all of this? (laughs) Well, I was just so obsessed with this topic. Like while I was gearing up to do it myself, I was spending so much of my own personal time researching this. And I had a few experts whose work I was following. And every time they did a TED Talks or an interview, like these were people who like everything they said was gospel to me. Uh, So... When I wanted to make a documentary film, I had a list of people I wanted to reach out to. And miraculously, they all said yes. Like, yeah, sure, I'll interview you. Or like some were based like all over the States or Australia. And they all happened to be in the U.S. for this one week for this conference. So I just got interviews with them all lined up back to back. And it was amazing. It was like my own personal TED Talks where I'm like, selfishly, I'm obsessed with this topic. And I get to sit down for an hour or two. And just ask every question I have to these experts. And I can't be the only person who's dying to hear what they have to say about this. I just had a feeling that this is a documentary that other people would want to see. And I loved it, like I mentioned before, when we weren't recording. And there are scenes in the film where you are going through the process on camera. And I'm not sure if I'm just being naive and maybe these are like recreations or something, but how did you feel actually getting the camera out during those moments? When we filmed, it was, it was only me, my partner, who was my stool donor, and we had one cameraman who did audio as well. And he's a close friend of mine as well. So while shooting it, I wasn't that self-conscious because I was surrounded by people who, you know, I was comfortable with anyway. 
it's only now that I'm releasing the film that I'm like, oh, wow, I really put a lot in this film that people are going to see about me. Um, yeah, I guess I was surrounded by yes people and like a very comfortable support group that gave me the confidence to do it. Yeah. The blending scene, we just had a couple of GoPros set up. And uh, so my camera guy was like in the other room monitoring them. And yeah, that, that scene was a little bit weird to film. Afterwards, we were all like, that was weird, right? <laughs> oh, it's done. <laughs> it was so interesting. Like, I wasn't too sure how much of it we would see as the audience. And I thought you did such a good job at, like, navigating the balance of, I guess, like, it feels weird to say, but, like, a bit of an ick factor. Like, I know that some people are probably a bit nervous to watch a film about this, but from someone who has watched the film, everybody listening, it is handled really delicately and you don't see much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was like a decision we had to make where there is that one blend scene where it's blurred. Mm. Uh, But generally the approach we took was, you know, everything was done via animation when we're describing these things. Yeah, I loved the animations, by the way, just aside. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we were really lucky to find (laughs) a really great animator who... The idea was to always use metaphors, right? So we have these like little bugs and it's gut city. Gut city is your gut. And these little bugs are like the bugs that live in your stool. But in the animation... It's more playful cartoons as opposed to going back to poop emojis yeah. every single time. Yeah. You know how you said before uh, that selfishly you really enjoyed being able to chat to these experts in the field? And this is probably one of my own moments of being selfish when asking this question. But I'm wondering how you navigate, like, whether it's overwhelming at times, sharing your story while creating the film like if it ever felt overwhelming at times being like I'm putting this much out there or having to think you know sometimes I just want to sit here and feel shit about my condition and my life but here I am turning on the camera so that other people can witness that like does that ever I don't know is that a thing yeah I mean there's a couple of difficult things there I have been feeling better for just over three years now. Yeah. So at this point now that we're like, I started filming this five years ago. So when I watch the film, it's me at my sickest yeah. and I'm getting a lot of people who relate to that. Mm. I don't relate to that person as much anymore because I've been feeling well for so long. So it is difficult now to go back and rehash that aspect of myself. And yeah. look, I know that like chronic illnesses, they come and go in waves. I could be sick again next week, but right now it can be difficult getting back into the trenches with this illness when it's aside from this film, it's not something I think about that often now, Okay. but since we have been kind of slowly rolling out the film, I've been getting these messages from people who suffer from my condition and I'm very sympathetic toward them because they're dealing with what I dealt with, which is not a lot of support from their doctor, not a lot of answers. They're feeling a lot of frustration and um, it's hard. Yeah. Were there any moments when you were filming the doc where, like, I'm curious as to what you learned throughout the process, whether that be about FMT or yourself, or if there were any sort of, you know, big revelation moments for you? Yeah. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me is 
When I set out to do fecal transplant, as I mentioned, I had this mentor who had had an amazing experience. And I think I set out with my intention of, I'm going to cure myself. Yeah. This is going to be my magic bullet and I'm never going to deal with this again. Like I said, when I was 21 years old and diagnosed and I thought, I'm going to outsmart everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you see in the film that as I do it, I realize it's more complicated than that. Fecal yeah. transplant, I want people to know fecal transplant is a very exciting, promising area of research, but it's not going to cure all of us yet. Yeah. So when I came to that realization in the film, I was like, it's helping but I'm not completely in remission and like navigating this gray area. It became a question of what is my responsibility as a filmmaker yeah. in what I put in this film? I don't want to overpromise this to other chronic illness patients. And to this day, I always say like, you know, I don't necessarily recommend anybody does DIY fecal transplant. There are a lot of clinical trials going on for a multitude yeah. of conditions and if you're lucky enough to live near one, I think that's a really exciting thing that people should be looking into. I was so surprised at how many conditions are being researched and investigated with FMT. Like I live with MS and I was shocked to see multiple sclerosis come up as much as it did because I think maybe I had a little bit of a misconception that it would be for like conditions that affect your gut but then of course it's like everything is affected by your gut and your microbiome like everything is connected so it does make sense but yeah it was fascinating it's so fascinating so what's been happening is fecal transplant is very effective for c diff which is a gut yeah. infection it can cure c diff with like a 90 percent success rate like it's crazy so what happens is sometimes somebody gets c diff and they're eligible for fecal transplant but they also have alopecia or ah. MS or Parkinson's and they find it's just kind of a happy coincidence that they're like oh this got rid of my C. diff and actually my MS symptoms have been reduced or my hair started going back but it doesn't happen every time it's yes. just that there's a clue there that oh if it worked for this one MS patient or it worked for this one Parkinson's patient there is a mechanism that there's some sort of connection between the gut but it doesn't mean that fecal transplant is going to work for every patient yeah. So yeah. it's very exciting, but again, we don't want to overpromise. Yeah, absolutely. What has the response been like since the film premiered for three days? I think you also had a live event and a Q&A, didn't you? We did. We did a three-day um, live VOD streaming event, and then we did a Q&A afterwards. And now we're going dark until uh, mid-November will be our official North American release date and we'll yeah. have a European release date uh, probably in the new year and the response has been great I mean like I said I'm hearing from a lot of chronic illness patients specifically gut related yeah. IBS IBD the best part for me is the feedback we've gotten from medical practitioners and researchers yeah. Because like I said, I mean, there, there was a point when making this film that I thought I don't want to be irresponsible here. And I think most doctors or researchers here, this is a film about this girl mm. who does DIY fecal transplant. And we know there are risks and yeah. I can't support this. But then when they watch the film, they do often say, you know what, this actually was balanced. And I do kind of support the message because a lot of the film is about patient empowerment. Yeah, It's about... Why do we, as chronic illness patients, seek out sometimes these alternative treatments? 
you can look at a patient who does that as irresponsible or you don't know how to do science, but you also have to be sympathetic to where that patient is coming from. Yeah. The kinds of help that they've received so far that's not necessarily working for them. Yeah. Because I don't know if I would be correct in assuming this, but FMT doesn't scream like first option. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But what I found is that researchers and doctors are like, you're going to put this out and other people are going to want to do DIY fecal transplant. I'm like, actually, they don't. People reach out to me and they're like, no. <laughs> oh my God, like this was so eye-opening. I'm not going to do it myself, but this is really eye-opening. So mm. yeah, I think it's, doctors are wrong if they think every person's going to run out and do, do DIY fecal transplant. Most patients don't want to. They want to keep an eye on the research. If it comes out in a pill form or a clinical setting, it'd be something they'd be happy to explore. But yeah, most people aren't rushing out to buy a new blender and start that was so funny because I'm like watching the film right and I hadn't really thought about the logistics of how you were going to do this and I'm like of course you have to go and get a new blender this must be so weird yeah and a lot of cleaning supplies yeah I went through a lot of bleach and Lysol wipes and yeah yeah What do you hope that people will get out of watching the film when it's released in November? I really do want to open people's eyes to this treatment. Like I said, without overpromising it, I want patients to be aware that this is something that is being actively studied and it's not snake oil. It is a legitimate field of research that we should all be excited about without necessarily rushing out and doing it tomorrow. I think, yeah, encouraging people to join clinical trials so that this research can continue and we can learn more about our conditions and the way in which the gut is connected to them. You mentioned that you started creating this film five years ago. How are you feeling now? I guess, spoiler alert, if no one wants to know, they just want to watch the film. (laughs) Um, No, I'm feeling great. Like I said, I I have been in remission for three years. Um, Well, I don't know how much to give away. I am currently pregnant right now with my second child. So Congratulations. I've had a lot of oh thank you. I'm due in two weeks. So Oh my god. Thank soon. you so much yeah. for chatting with me today. <laughs> like I have to squeeze this in before I go into labor. <laughs> oh my god, that's chaotic. <laughs> and your film is coming out. Are you tired? <laughs> I'm like running off adrenaline yeah. right now. No, I'm, it's all good things. I feel I'm very, very grateful yeah. um, for, you know, a second healthy pregnancy when that was one of my motivators for, you know, trying fecal transplant, trying something new because I was 30 and I was thinking, you know, my entire 20s were spent dealing with this illness yeah. and I, I want to be a mom. I want to continue being as busy as I can with my career And how does my illness fit into that? Um, So I'm just really grateful for the past three years that I've had where I feel really healthy and in control of my health. And uh, I I wish that for everyone, to find that thing that works for you, that allows you to do life the way you want to. Yeah. If people are listening and they would like to find out more or keep up to date with designer shit or you, where can they find out more? Uh, so our website is designershitdocumentary.com and you can follow us on social media. Instagram is designershitdocumentary as well. And yeah, we'll have updates on uh, when the film is going to be finally released. Like I said, uh, November 14th in North America and we will have a European date uh, in the early 
New Year. Fantastic. And then fingers crossed, hopefully Australia and New Zealand will be able to watch it as well. Definitely. Yeah. Because one of our researchers is Australian and there's a lot of fecal transplant research going on in Australia. So we would love to bring this film there in the new year. Oh, watch this space. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, thank you so much for chatting with me. I loved designer shit and I'm really excited for people to be able to watch the film for themselves. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. So just a reminder, the link to check out the designer shit website and their handle on Instagram will be in the show notes. And I'm really excited to hear your thoughts when you watch the film as well. You can always reach me by sending a DM over on Instagram. I'm at That's So Chronic. I love hearing from you all. I got a message this week actually from someone who had recently discovered the pod and had managed to listen to every single episode over the last few months which honestly made my day if you've enjoyed this episode or any episode this year to be honest or ever (laughs) feel free to leave a five-star review on spotify or apple podcasts and if you haven't already make sure you've pressed follow so you never miss an episode thanks for listening and i hope you have a lovely rest of your week